You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Tauber Lee, and I am here for deep, soul-level conversations and connections about spirituality, to step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath, leave what you know at the door, and step into the mysteries with me. Welcome back. This is another Reflections episode where I'm going to be sharing something near and dear to my heart, and I know today's topic is going to change your life. And before we get started, I want to remind you to check out my new partnership with Youspired, which is where I will be on a weekly basis, sometimes several times a week, providing spiritual coaching tips and tricks and tools, everything that you need to know as you're walking your awakening path. So check the link in the show notes or visit my profile on any social media and you will see the link to join me on Youspired. It's super inexpensive. It's the price of a couple of cups of coffee. And instead of a caffeine hangover, you're going to get spiritual guidance instead. So I hope to see you there. And today we're going to be talking about something that is important and yet not often discussed, especially in today's busy time where we are inundated with so much information. But today we're going to be talking about silence and how silence truly is golden. And has it ever hit you or dawned on you the amount of outside noise that we take into our body every single day, whether it's social media or people and I, I was I was going to say <laughs> families, but it's not always families, but people, the amount of people that we interact with, especially in this last year when we've been, many of us, quarantined at home. And, and also not to say that everybody is quarantined with other people. There's a lot of people that are quarantined by themselves. And so silence might already be a part of their daily life and it might not be golden for them. But the golden part of silence is when we consciously choose to eliminate all outside noise. So I suspect even for those that have been quarantined alone, that they have been heavily relying upon external noise to make up for where there's silence in their life. So choosing silence is a conscious choice. So thinking about how often we experience outside external media input, uh, energy that comes at us from other people, from our smartphones, from our work, from our families, we don't we really don't take enough time to be in silence and sometimes it's hard to carve out time and space for silence so i'm going to talk about that today how you can build a practice around silence and i actually do this regularly at least once a month i go up into the mountains for a couple of days for my own version of a silent retreat i cut out all noises from my phone i turn off my computer i I might still have to do some work, so maybe I will log in, but everything is quiet. There's no alarms, there's no notices, there's no calendar entries going off. There is no external noise coming at me. And one of the biggest reasons why I do this is because for me to do the spiritual work that I do, I need to be able to listen to my inner self, to my inner knowing. And I can't do that when I'm constantly being flooded with information coming at me. And yes, sometimes I choose this information, although 
Y'all know if you've been listening to me for a while that I practice a notification-free life. So I don't have any buzzers, dingers, ringers, or notifications that go off ever. And yet I'm still flooded with external information coming at me, even though I have all of my notifications turned off. And and part of that is because we live in a society where our adrenaline is always going because we're always on the go. And I am the queen of that. I manage a multitude of things at once. I run several businesses. I have a busy family. I love spending time with my friends. I do a lot of things. And so I'm constantly on the go. And I know that I need to stop and hit the pause button and give my nervous system a chance to totally like relax, to totally take a deep breath, to even focus on taking deep breaths. And Many of us don't do this, so we're going to talk about today, and I'm going to share with you the main reasons why I do it, and it is first and foremost to silence external noise, to be able to listen deeper into my own inner knowing, to hear my own inner voice, to hear the voice of gods, goddesses, spirit guides, whatever you believe in, whatever walks with you, to be able to hear that voice deeper. It's also a way for me to connect more deeply with my own truth. Because I know that when I'm hearing and receiving information from people all the time, it's easy for that to become my truth. What I hear is, oh, maybe I I resonate with that. Or, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. I should do that. All of these things are going through our, our minds all the time. Or maybe it's even, how are they doing that? Why can't I do that? We might be judging ourselves all the time by the external noise that's coming at us. And so part of being in silence is to only listen to yourself. It also removes mindless distracting. And I catch myself doing this too when I'm in between meetings or calls or I'm creating content or doing something that's important and I just need a little break. I might be like, for me, that's usually 45 to 50 minutes into it. I need a little break. And instead of doing what I know my body needs, which is to get up and move or hydrate or have a snack or do something that is productive to what I'm doing in the moment, I typically will open my phone and check for messages or texts or emails or anything I need to address in the moment. And I am doing that even though I'm consciously aware of I just need the distraction. I just need to move. I need to give that deep work a little break. So part of my own process is recognizing that I'm doing that. And even though I don't have any notifications going off on my phone, it's not that I don't check it. It's that I check it in between doing other tasks because I'm a, I'm a bulk task kind of person, meaning if I have a big list of stuff to do, I approach it in, in sections and then I take a break. And so I'm constantly striving to take those breaks in a more mindful way. But when I embark on these silent retreats, I remove all mindless distracting. That means television. That sometimes means reading. That means all social media. It means just allowing myself to be comfortable in my own presence, in my own stillness, in my own company. And this is not always easy. (laughs) The truth is it's not easy. And I will tell you that every single time I go, which is often for me, it literally takes me the first two days to get into this relaxed mode and not feel like I need to fill the space with an activity, with a task. It takes me two days to be in stillness and in silence before I've sunk into a new way of being, of breathing, of listening. 
and it connects me to the things around me in a deeper way when I'm not influenced by external by external sources. And for me, it's nature. I connect definitely deeper to nature. I start to listen deeper. In fact, I almost always spend the first two nights of my silent retreat sleeping like nine to 10 hours because there's no noise in the place that I go. I remember a couple of months ago, I woke up one of the mornings. I think it was the second night that I had been there. It's this cabin that I go to visit. I woke up the second morning and it was it had been so windy the night before that when I woke up in the morning and the wind had died down, there was no noise. The only thing that I could hear literally was the sound of my own heartbeat. And it dawned on me in that moment, wow, how how used how used to it are we to hearing information through our ears all the time? And the moment that stops, it's like a jolt to our systems. So silence is super important. And setting yourself up to be successful in a silent retreat is, is also important, and I'm going to get to that. But here's what our body needs. Our body needs the chance to reset. Our body needs the chance to not be living by a calendar, you know, a timeline of when we're supposed to eat, a scheduled exercise session, because that's how I live normally. I give my body the chance to just tell me what it needs, whether it's more sleep, whether it's extra coffee during the day, whether it's breakfast at 8 a.m. or lunch at noon without breakfast. I listen to my body and I give my body what it needs through this process of listening closer to what you need on the inside, especially around sleep. And the other thing is there is something really magical that happens when you rest your vocal cords when you give your throat chakra an entire cleansing process, letting it clear, letting some of the choked up words or the things that you've said or the things that have been said to you to have a rest and instead just listen to your own inner knowing, it clears your throat chakra in a way that allows you to come back into your power place when you return. Super important. And it's it's also, there's also something really and I'm struggling with the words because it's hard to describe, but there is a shifting of consciousness that happens when you spend enough time by yourself in your own company and silence. You start shifting consciousness. You start feeling things that you didn't feel because there was just wasn't enough space in your energetic field to feel that deeply until there's no external sources coming at you. And this shifting of consciousness for me feels like I go into liminal time or into the space between. I enter into a different place, a different reality, where I have the opportunity to see things with a different perspective because I'm, I'm approaching it with a clearer mind, a clearer body, a more focused intention of feeling. And I, I truly, truly love it. It's, one of, it's actually become one of the main reasons why I know that I'm able to do everything that I do, not just on this podcast, but in my businesses, is because I take this time to truly allow my body a full reset. Almost like, think about it as when your phone gets, you have too many windows open and it starts moving slow and things start shutting down and you're getting glitches. And what's the first thing that somebody that's technical will tell you to do? Turn your phone off and then turn it back on. So for me, when I'm on a silent retreat, I am literally turning my entire nervous system off so I have the ability to turn it back on and reset. 
And I mentioned earlier, it does take me a couple of days and it will definitely take you a couple of days, but I encourage you to get started and here's some tools that can help you find a way to build a little bit more silence into your life. And even if you can't go do three, four, five, six, seven, 10, 20 days in silence, it is possible for you to create the time and energy in your life to go and be in this place of silence. So the first thing you need to do is give yourself permission Let go of expectations. Don't make plans while you're there, whether it's a day or five days. Don't make plans. You need to plan before you go, but don't make plans while you're there. And give yourself permission to do nothing but just be in the company of your own self. And you might need to start doing some digital detox before you leave. That means... If you're not living a notification-free life yet, and by the way, I recommend everybody do that, or at least a portion of every one of your days with all of your devices off, you might want to start that in advance. So it's not such a hit to your system to not have any noise. Because it's if you're used to your phone going off all the time, you're getting these strong like hits of adrenaline every time it goes off because you know you need to check it. And you do, and you stay in that heightened state of, oh, there's something there for me. Oh, there's something there for me. Oh, I better check that. It can be a bigger adjustment if you're not used to going periods of time without access to any electronic devices. So start your digital detox early, maybe a couple of weeks in advance. You start spending two to four to five hours a day with all of your notifications off and get used to not having that adrenaline hit regularly. So that's that's step number one. Give yourself permission let go of expectations, and begin the digital detox. And then number two is you need to plan where you're going to go and how long you're going to go and put the places, the things in place that you need to in advance so you're setting yourself up for success. For example, you might need to turn an out-of-office alert on on your phone or on your email account, wherever you get your devices or wherever you get your messages. So People know that you're going to be unavailable, so you don't feel the need to respond because, oh, no, if, if, if so-and-so contacts me, I have to be available for them. But do you really? Like, do you really? So for the case, you know, I'm a mom, so for the case of my children, if, they, if it's an emergency and they need to reach me, there is a way on your iPhone to set a contact as a favorite. And so if they call a certain you know, a certain way for, in my case, it's through FaceTime. If my children call me through that, I, my phone will ring. It will break through the silent mode. So set up your device in whatever way for emergency contacts if they need to reach you. So it'll break, break through the silent mode. So set yourself up for success. Let people know you're going to go. Put your out-of-office alerts on. Ask people not to reach you unless it's an absolute emergency, even if it's only for half a day. Okay, so as part of this plan, you also need to decide where you're going to go. Some of us are fortunate enough to have a place to go to, to have our silent retreats. But if you don't, maybe you can take a train or drive somewhere to a park, somewhere maybe outside of a city that you live in where there's not a lot of people that you can be in that same spot, even just for the day. So create a plan, determine how long you're going to be gone, and then put your plan in motion. And because this is such an inward journey, this is you holding yourself accountable for something that you know will be a great benefit to your life. So think of this like building trust with yourself. When you plan it, honor it. Okay? So once you've planned the time, 
You've created the structure, meaning you know how long you're going to be gone. You know where you're going to go. You've put the things in place. Make sure that you wear comfortable clothes and make sure that you have food, snacks, and water and everything that you need. And if you're going to sleep somewhere, make sure that you have a comfortable place to sleep, whatever that might look like, because there's lots of options out there. If you really wanted to, you would figure out a way to sleep and have an extended period of time. Lots of people do this when they're camping. And when you're looking at how long, I encourage you to think of as long as you can, longer than what's going to feel comfortable. So I know that for me, it takes me it takes me two days to settle into it. So I ideally will be gone then for five to seven days. So I have a period of time that I can really sink into it. It's important to like stretch yourself beyond what you think you can handle. And listen, it's still going to be difficult at the beginning. If you don't do this regularly and you are listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh my gosh, Taverly's gone crazy, but I'm going to try. I'm going to plan this. I might do it for three days. Maybe try for four. Stretch it if possible, one day further than what you think you can do. Okay, so you've given yourself permission. You have focused on releasing expectations and you have made a rough outline of where and how long you can be gone and you commit yourself to a date of doing it. This is when you should start planning your digital detox in advance, just like you would if any other detox or any other cleansing of your body that you're doing. Give yourself some warm up to it. Okay, start practicing that. And while you're on your silent retreat, I invite you to practice any type of deep breathing or meditation that you know. Do it regularly. Allow your body to flow. Give yourself the space to decide what you feel like doing in that moment. So instead of planning out, well, I think I'm going to have four meals a day. I'll probably sleep this long. I'll probably do this. Release all of that. And when you wake up in the morning or when you arrive to your destination, Take a few moments to breathe and ask yourself, what do I want in this moment? And then do that. And then lastly, when you have gone on your silent retreat, wherever, for how long, allow yourself some time for integration. It's very likely that you heard a lot of things from your inner voice that might have been a little uncomfortable. Maybe you will have journaled a little bit and wrote it down so you have some fresh ideas Or maybe you recognize that your inner voice is not talking to you so nice and you know you need to do some work on how you love yourself. And maybe you will come back feeling fresh. But if you're gone for an extended period of time, expect that when you come back to the world and you start checking your phone and you start interacting with people again, for it to feel like a rush, (laughs) it's going to feel like a lot. So allow yourself to ease back into it if possible. So I wish you lots of luck in planning a silent retreat because silence truly is golden when we plan it, when we consciously choose to live a period of time without any external influences and we start sinking deeper into listening to our inner self. Thank you for listening and don't forget to join me on Youspired. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.